Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Press Play podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into the Just Press Play podcast. We're joined by the same crew as last week. We got Pops, LJ, Uncle Tony. Guys, we're coming off a weekend full of football, then a little capper on Monday. What is going on? What's up? Hello, hello, hello. We, um, so I'm just going to throw this out here at the start. I kind of was wondering if it was a good thing to add the extra playoff games or extra playoff teams. Before the season, I thought, I don't know, are we deluding it? I'm a fan. This past weekend, <laughs> having three playoff games in a row. Now, maybe for some of you that have the significant other also in the house, they were probably annoyed that your TV was on the same channel for nine hours. But in my apartment, it was fantastic. What y'all think? Well, so Saturday, we didn't. I didn't watch them all, but when but she knew they were on. So then Sunday, when I go, oh yeah, there's a triple header again today. Um, <laughs> you got to look. Oh, it wasn't man. her most loving look towards me. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I had to pick and choose, but I watched them all. You know, it was I mean, a, or parts of long, pretty much a long weekend. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. But it was it was still good. I I really did enjoy it, uh, except for the last. I, one. It was one of those where the last one was more like you know. Maybe I did stay for one too many drinks. You know, I should have yeah. left before the last drink. Mm. So. It did feel like you're. It did feel like you're at the bar and your friends are like, "Hey, we're leaving. You want to go?" And you're like, "No, nah, I'm going to stick around." And then you realize about an hour after they left, you're like, "Ah, I should have gone. <laughs> I made a bad decision." Yeah, I thought about all the married men out there and married women for anybody who had someone that doesn't doesn't like football in the other part of that relationship. Because I sat there from noon until. 10.30, it was football on my TV. And it was great for me, but I live alone, so it's a little different. But we'll get into, we're obviously going to have our picks again this week. Uh, you may or may not want to listen to some or all of our picks. We want to look at the record. Some of us did better than others, but no one just blew it out of the water. I was hoping at least one of us would be like 6-0 and coming out of the weekend. I guess I was wishful thinking. But yeah, regardless, we know you might not know if we're going to win, but you know what we're going to bet. We're going to bet at the best place to bet. That is bet online. Football is in full effect. We got the divisional round going. This used to be the best weekend in football because you had the best teams playing. I think last weekend now has a little argument just because you got more games. But either way, football is going to be on this weekend. And you can you might not be able to go to the game this year, but you can still get in on all the action and bet online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place. 
head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. So before we go to playoffs, I do want to talk a little bit about the Alabama-Ohio State national title blowout that we saw on Monday night. Yeah. And not as much the game. There's not. I don't think you need much of our analysis besides uh, Devontae Smith, good. <laughs> Alabama, good. Ohio State, not as good. Uh, but what was interesting <laughs> to me was these uh, Alabama and Ohio State are two of the biggest, if not the two biggest brands in college football. So you kind of would think Monday would be, it would draw a massive TV audience. And this is what ESPN would want, two big blue blood programs. But the broadcast actually had the fewest Viewers since 2004, 18.7 million viewers, which is the lowest since, who was it, in the Oklahoma and USC in the 2004-05 BCS championship game, which drew 21.4 million. To compare it to last year, Clemson and LSU had 25.5 million viewers. So it was drastically lower. I kind of want to just propose a question to you because LJ at one point even said he forgot he didn't even realize there was a championship. Nope, I had no idea on. there was a game on, yeah, until I got the score update at the end. So. Pops, do you think this is, uh, you know, quarantine COVID? Because it has affected a lot of ratings. Do you think it's like we mentioned there was two do- or two triple headers the two days before? Maybe, you know, you couldn't get another night of football in at the house with some people. Or was it possibly people are tired of seeing the same teams in the college football playoffs every single year? What do you think, Pops? Well, I think you're you're hitting a lot of a lot of things on the head there. Um, I do think the two triple header Saturday and Sunday because I know when Tammy said, "Is there football tonight?" I was on Monday. I was really reluctant to go. Uh, <laughs> yes, and honestly, she is usually into the college football, uh, you know, championship. And you know, asked who was in it. Oh, Ohio State, Alabama. She was watching something else on her computer the whole time. Yeah. So, so yeah, I do think that the, the teams, the same team, Alabama being in it. But you know whose problem that is? Not Alabama's. I mean, just because yeah, they're good. Sure. Uh, but I think there's a little bit of, of uh, over uh, – it's a little overdone. And uh, the, the two triple headers the two days before, I, I think that was the biggest thing. Uh, and, and finally, and I think you might have alluded to it, the publicity, I didn't see a lot of advertising. Uh, advertisement talking about the game Monday night uh, personally. Now, now on the weekend, it would have had to have been on the, uh, you know, the channels I was watching, which was largely football, NFL football. Um, I don't know that ABC had a game, but ESPN did. So they surely would have advertised it. But um, did, did, did ABC yeah. have a, have a wild card game? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, they did. They had the Baltimore. Uh, okay. Okay. Tennessee game. Well, yeah, you'd think they would have been pushing it, but I just don't remember seeing that much publicity for it. What do you think, Tony? What was your thoughts on yeah, the, the reason for the low ratings? Yeah, I agree a lot with what you and Lifford have said. I think it's a combination of all that. However, um, I do think it's it just – there was a lot of stuff that happened last week. And uh, I think that there was a lot of things going on, uh, not only in sports but in the country. And I think that kind of – That's took a good a, point. I didn't took, think about took that. Took away from that. And, uh, sure thing. And, yep. and I think there's now – I think we might be seeing just some – some weariness of I've got to stay in another night and watch something on the TV because I can't get out of my house. And so I think that this college football season and and for a whole, it's just been out of whack. And so normally you have, you would have had this buildup. 
you would have had the sugar bowl, the cotton bowl, the orange bowl, the rose. You would have had all these bowls ahead to see, oh, wow, yeah, i got to gear up for college football. And this year, right. those bowls just haven't meant as much. There just wasn't that buildup to it. And I think there wasn't that much buildup here to this this championship game. And and then the fact that it's, oh, well, it's Ohio State and and, and Alabama again. This was just set up for that, right? It just couldn't have, couldn't have been two worst teams to say, well, they're just wanting their two best teams to play. There wasn't really any competition for that, so. That's where I think the combination of that. Yeah, and LJ brought it. Me and him were talking before we before you guys hopped on before we start recording, and it also probably and it goes along with what you were saying, Tony, where the funky season where everything was in disarray. Also, like LJ said, Ohio State played what six games, seven games. You didn't have as much time to really. Yeah. I like for the fans that don't watch a lot, they might go, "I love Justin Fields, or I love Trey Sermon. I've, I've really grown to like this guy." Whereas they've only played a few games, and it felt like the rules. Big Ten skewed things to get Ohio State in, so if you already had a reason to be annoyed by it, yeah, it just I it might get back to it might be better next year. But I do think I wonder what they do. Do you expand the playoffs? Even if you expand the playoffs, it's still going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State right around the top. Well, I mean, I mean uh, you pay the players and throw a salary cap in there. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> settled. Oh, here that we seems go. Like, here we go, folks. That's not. <laughs> they don't want to do that. Just I'm just saying. So annoying. <laughs> By the way, if you thought this maybe maybe Alabama's run will end eventually because I know some people were saying that Saban thinking about retired doesn't sound like it. Alabama also just signed the best class in the history of recruiting rankings <sighs> rankings for twenty twenty one. So Jeez. it doesn't look like the tides of rain is ending anytime soon. Dude, they are- oh, and behind them, number two recruiting class, Ohio State. Oh my god! Truly, truly, the thirty third professional football team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, the arguments of can they beat a professional team? Like, could they beat the Jaguars? No, but they are at, they are hit above. There's Alabama and there's the rest of the NCAA. <laughs> there's eleven guys. They're full. There's eleven guys on offense uh, that I saw Monday night. They're going to be playing on Sundays pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So. Yeah. Hey, and and nuts. before we leave that game, can we talk just a little about that Devontae Smith? Because that was the first game Whew. I got to watch this kid play. Oh, he really? looks like a strong wind could hurt him. I mean, he is as thin and lithe, uh, lith. I don't know how you L I T H E. I don't know if I'm saying that word correctly, but um, <laughs> I mean, not an ounce of fat on the kid. He caught forty. So Alabama threw for four hundred and sixty-four yards, two hundred and fifteen. To Devonte Smith in the first half. First half, yeah. In the first yeah, he half, he didn't play the whole game. He got hurt. Twelve. Twelve. I, I mean, wow. I mean, I'm amazed with this kid, and I hope. Do you, Do you guys think does his game because he's not very thick at all? Does it correlate to Sunday? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he does. He does everything. He catches well. He runs good routes. He he's fast. He can make people miss in the open field. Yeah. I don't think he's your Calvin Johnson, but so I'd love him on my team. You move him all over the place, and he does everything really well. Tony, it sounded like you were agreeing. Or- yeah, he's not the atypical wide receiver that's been coming out. Um, uh, Alabama's wide receivers have been very successful in the NFL for the last four or five years. Uh, we won't go down that list. The running backs have been successful as well. Uh, but um, uh, I, I think the difference with Devontae Smith is if you watch – he. he I don't watch a lot, but what I saw this year, he has one of the fastest second steps. It, it, it He catches the ball, and it looks like he's going so slow. And this is when you know somebody's fast. They look like they're really going slow, 
but they're passing everybody. You know, it's just yeah. effort. All of a sudden, he takes three steps and he's gone. And those are the guys in the NFL. That's what. You, if you get separation in the NFL, you're successful. And I, so I think he will be. Uh, uh, I, I don't think he's going to be running a lot of crossing patterns. Yeah. But uh, no. uh, but but he will. I, I think he'll be a very successful. Looks and- kind of a lot like Randy Moss, if you think about it. Randy Moss was that. Hey, all of a sudden, Randy's on you, and then he's gone, and you just don't. What here? Where did he go? And you just didn't see that, and uh, you just didn't see that speed. And he he reminds me a little bit of that. And to your point, wow. yeah, Alabama has kind of become receiver. You putting out. I mean, if you look around the top NFL receivers, there's a lot of guys from Alabama. Yeah. And if you look at the Alabama receiving record books, Devontae Smith is the leader in career receptions, career yards, career touchdowns. And holds most single game and season season records. He he is insane. Damn, he's really good. And I I wonder how early he could go. Could he go like top three? Maybe I, it seems a stretch. There's also Jamar Chase didn't play from LSU, yeah. who was amazing last year, and he opted out this year. I one of them two are going to go really high. I, I'm interested to see. But yeah, that middle awesome. round. For anybody that yeah. for anybody that didn't know Devontae Smith, you got introduced really fast. Yeah. Ohio State got introduced really <laughs> yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah he's he probably is. middle middle first round, a lower first round. I don't think we'll see him go that high. He, I will say this last thing. He got help this year when Waddle went down early because uh, well, Waddle is some kind of player, and he he limped onto the field there at the end just to say I played in it. But why the hell was he playing? Just to I, someone, catch a pass. someone should Man, not have let that kid national play. championship game, Kev. I mean, you know, he looked in pain. He was like the ESPN put out a tweet. It's like Waddle looking good in pregames. He was limping in pregame. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Same, yeah. Like, like LJ said, they're not getting paid. Yeah. Why are we paying? This guy was like Tony saying earlier. He was before he got hurt, top ten maybe pick. He was, he was a the guy. Draft. Yeah, he was the guy over Devontae. Devontae's great, and he put up numbers, but everybody was drooling over Waddle because he runs the four, maybe below four threes, a little bigger. Everybody loves Waddle, <clears throat> and the dude comes back and he's limping. I, maybe the doctor said there's no way it hurts more, but it sure didn't look right. And I, no. I wanted someone. At, I thought someone at Alabama should have been after that first catch where he already limped after one. Someone should be like, hey, you came in. It was fun. You got the championship. I'm glad you got to wear your jersey. Just like the center at the end that got to snap the ball on the kneel. But you're not even getting paid. Let's let's get to the draft. I don't know. It bothered me. <laughs> um, move, uh, does it blow your mind that game ended, uh, what, 52 to 24? So 76 total points. The over-under in Vegas, 75. It blows my mind wow. in a sport where it's hard to predict all the time. That happens so much where they end up really, really close. That it blows my mind over and over again. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize yeah, that. Vegas was is good at it. I, in, in the in the infamous words of Jack Black, math is a wonderful thing. <laughs> and well, going with math, the Browns won their first playoff game in. 27 years, 27 years. Let's talk some oh, NFL playoffs. It was their first playoff win in 27 years. The Bills win their first home playoff game in forever, I think two and a half decades. Uh, Lamar gets his first playoff win ever. Breeze and Brady destined for the, the History Channel rematch this week. <laughs> and the Steelers, what the hell? I I just want to first, let's start with, I have a crazy Brown story I was reading from Peter King in his Football Morning in America. So, if you rewind back to Saturday before the Brown Steelers' regular season finale, the Browns were already fearing a little bit of a uh, outbreak on the offensive line because Bill Callahan and another coach both tested positive and one guy had already tested positive. 
So they called up the Jets GM uh, or the Jets GM Joe Douglas to ask, "Hey, can we take one of your practice squad guys? We're going to go ahead and sign them." And the reason they, they so they they wanted Blake Hintz, and the reason they wanted to bring him in is one they already kind of were eyeing him for next year's training camp. But with the positives that popped up, they needed someone that, that could be within driving distance of Cleveland, because if a player flies to Cleveland, it's a new city. He has to test negative five days in a row in quarantine due to being on the plane and having possible close contacts. Well, then fast forward to uh, Saturday or Sunday night. At the end of the game, Baker Mayfield was in his postgame interview and says, quote, well, Michael went out, Michael Dunn, who was playing in place of Pro Bowl guard Joel Batonio. He said, Michael got hurt and a guy named Blake that I literally introduced myself <laughs> in the locker room before the game stepped up big in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that is insane. He met the wow. guy before they step on a playoff game. And they not not just win, they dominate the Steelers. That was mm-hmm. dominated them. I got that was it. And, and of course, of course, we we all all chose the Steelers. Yeah. And, I got a, I got another story thing. similar to that as we when we talk about the Green Bay game. But go ahead. Uh, let's just go. But let's look at. Uh, we'll start in just kind of order of how the games played, and we might not touch on all games, or we might just kind of be quick. But let's go the the Colts Bills game. I really thought, and I, I think I said last week, I thought the Colts might upset him. The Colts played great, and they lost that game. I, I wrote down, so they ran 18 more plays and had the ball for nine more minutes than the Bills. Wow. If you look at first downs, the Colts had 27, Bills 22. Third down efficiency, Colts 9 for 17, Bills 2 for 9. They had more pass yards, more rush yards, and the average start, starting field position in the first half, the Colts in five possessions, the 38 yard line, right at the 40 almost. The Bills in five possessions, only at the eight-yard line. Yet, wow. at the half, the Bills led 14-10. to 10. They go on to win. What, Tony, what were your thoughts watching that game? Man, I, I, you know, the game script there just went completely different because, you know, what's supposed to happen or the Colts are supposed to, like, get out in front, then just, just disintegrate. Well, it kind of went the other way. Buffalo stayed right there with them. It was a good game. And it, while Buffalo was there with them, I thought, well, there's no way, right, you, you know, Indy is a front runner. The they're going to get caught, and uh, and then all of a sudden, here comes Indy in the la- in the fourth quarter, making a game of it. But holy cow, fucking Rodrigo Blankenship can't make a <laughs> damn field goal. <laughs> Chip shot, ruined my fantasy I, team. But you know what? That's okay. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, I was yeah. So I will say of all the games played this weekend, and, and that stat is the I'm sure the IT team is going to quote this stat for the Indian and the futility of their of their production. But that's one of the worst coached games I've seen in a long time in the playoffs. It, that that what um, so that, you didn't that like the fourth down going for, for quality of coaching decisions made. In a football game, a playoff football. Interesting, because I think I might just. What exactly? Were, what was it that you thought was the poor decision? Well, Frank Reich, it just uh, all sorts of different things. When they were in, you know, the the play call at the goal line. I think when they have their fourth, they had four tries at the one or something like that, and and on the last try, he 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 flips it out to a guy that's only so. On third down, they do that weird toss yeah, play instead of that just was running it. up the middle and yeah. lose five yards. Yeah, save. what's that about? Then you've got a chance to put points on the board in a game you know is going to get points scored, and you go for it and you don't get it. There's there's three points off the board. Then you uh, punt when you shouldn't have punted. Uh, 
he and Mike Tomlin can get together and talk about that. But um, <laughs> and Vrabel, and yeah, and so every decision that he made completely backfired on him, and he had the better team on the field for most of that game, and but yet they couldn't they couldn't get get through. And and I heard folks blaming Philip Rivers for that. And I, I yeah, he may have made some poor decisions, but he was put he was given some really poor play calls and and poor decisions on what they wanted to do. I know where did Jonathan Taylor go? I mean, Jonathan Taylor was doing a great job uh, for three quarters of that game, and all of a sudden we've got Naheem Himes. That, anyway, just I, not, yeah, I, not I, the I game. Will, I would I don't have think anyone can go on Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers did enough to win that game, so I don't think it should go on him. And I, I think he might be done. It was kind of seeing him at the end of the game. He seemed emotional, and it, it was kind of I felt bad for him because Philip Rivers had a long, good career, and he did enough to win at least a playoff game. And they didn't now. That play at the goal line, I don't mind them going for going for the touchdown on that fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. I do have an issue, like you said, you got Jonathan Taylor who's been running good. You're known for power running, and instead of just running up the gut, you do that toss play, which loses you. If you especially if you already thought we're in four down territory, we might go for two. Yeah. Don't do a play where you might lose five yards. I mean, at least if it goes down at the one, you're still at the one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, didn't like that, but I thought the reasoning. It, they proved exactly why they did it, and it, it worked out awful for them. But you don't get it, and then you put the Bills at their own four or whatever, so you think, well, we can probably stop them. Well, Josh Allen puts on a drive. Josh Allen did – and I, this is what I want to ask you next, Dad. Josh Allen did some drives, like that one at the end of the first half, looked amazing. And then the touchdown where he flicked it, I don't even think that was a pass play at the beginning of the game, but he, he decided to throw it and got through the touchdown on Dawson Knox. He had some plays where I thought hey, that's very Mahomes-like of him, and he's really playing his butt off. But then the Josh Allen, I accidentally ate too much candy. I'm going to try to do something crazy. I got a sugar high that <laughs> came out, and he fumbled. And if they, if the Colts would have got on it, that game might turns around. Are you more confident, less confident? How do you feel about the Bills moving forward, Pops? I'm worried about their defense because they cannot stop a running back for anything. Um uh, I'm really worried about their defense, and they're playing. Uh, uh, who are they playing? A team next? that can run very oh, well. Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, they're playing a real team that <laughs> the can the best really running run. team in the NFL. So uh, I mean, I'm worried about that. And and Josh Allen is basically Buffalo's rushing game. I mean, he is their yeah. Uh, and now Moss is hurt, it, yeah. right? So it's just, so just it's more. I mean, so I think to answer your question, I'm excited to see Josh Allen's continued development. I think I think he could be a really fantastic quarterback. To be a phenomenal. I mean, player i think he could be so yeah I'm, I'm anxious to watch him continue am i worried about it no i mean he's still a young guy he's still learning is he in the mahomes category not yet has he got the tools perhaps perhaps he does so i like josh allen yes. i really do um interesting i did see one thing i want to share with y'all I, I was looking at his rushing he is the rushing uh you know game for buffalo there is a quarterback that has more rushing yards for him that resides in the New York Giants. So you know, Daniel Jones has more rushing yards on less wow. attempts than Josh wow. Allen Deceptively fast. Yeah, that's well, – that, that turf monster would have got him or he would have had even more <laughs> yards. More yards. <laughs> yeah. He had 88 of it on LJ, one run. you're our honorary uh, Bills Mafia <laughs> yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. So what, how did you feel leaving that game? Are you still – as confident as you were before with the Bills, less confident, more. Well, I'll say I'll say one thing that I'll, I'm going to play something for you guys real quick. Uh, on some podcast, uh, Josh Allen talked about what he would do if they won the Super Bowl, and this is why I believe that they will win the Super Bowl. 
Last year at this time when we interviewed you, you said Buffalo wins a Super Bowl, you're jumping through a table. So just to confirm, about 365 days later, Buffalo wins a Super Bowl, Josh Allen is jumping through a table. Uh, tables, plural, tables. and light them on fire. And light them on fire. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to win the Super Bowl he just because the world needs that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, no, I mean, I am honestly a little bit nervous about it because, like you guys are saying, I mean, the Ravens seem to be a team that's made to beat them based on what they're good at and bad at. Although I will say the Titans have a, a worse rushing defense than um, than Buffalo does, and they held uh, Baltimore down to 20 points. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping it goes well, but, man, I, I, it, they don't look like the, the world burners that they looked like few weeks back to me so yeah I, I I think and we'll probably touch on this but Josh Allen I just there's two different sides and as long as the bad like the and I, I think he's got it down to like we saw him in the playoffs I think his rookie year where he was doing the deep throw to a fullback and he lateral yeah. that one run like he hit there he was doing a lot of crazy plays this past weekend it was 99.9 percent awesome Josh Allen and then there's that one bad play yeah and luckily it didn't cost him so he, he's gotten it away. If he plays the good Josh Allen, they're as good as anybody. I think they yeah. can score with the Chiefs. Yeah. But I'm just worried if that bad Josh Allen comes out at the wrong time. It's a little scary. Uh, That's fair. Moving from – we talked uh, – the Bills offense looks amazing. Let's talk about a defense that looks amazing and made us look – or two of us look bad was that Rams-Seahawks game. Mm. Uh, the Rams-C. Is that more like – the Rams D is awesome, or what the heck is going on with Russell Wilson? Uh, Pops, what'd you think? That was your lock, wasn't it? Yeah, that I was, was right there with you in it. That was my lock, and and I guess what jumped out to me is so Russell Wilson was 11 for 27, 174 yards. The combination of Golf and Wolford were 12 of 25 for 184. <laughs> they outplayed him, at least on the stats board. Uh, if you would have gave me a prop bet of Russell Wilson – 11 and a half completions in the game, I would have put my <laughs> mortgage on it. Like, I would have been no doubt. And they just were all over him. Aaron Donald, uh, this just did once again, awesome. Well, I saw, I saw a stat. Um, so I can't remember who it is, but they grade players. Um, anyway, PFF, the, probably. Yeah, yeah, PFF. And so they, they released who was the, the top graded defensive interior lineman. Um, for the past seven years and every single year, 2014, Aaron Donald, 2015, Aaron Donald, 2016, Aaron Donald. I mean, the man's a monster. He is just I mean, we talk about him every week, I think, and we still under understate how great he is at his position. It's ridiculous how good he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. who's that guy they got on the corner over there, too? Uh, is that is that Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey, got, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, the cornerback or on the line? Well, the cornerback, cornerback the cornerback. I'm just saying he, I mean, Ramsey he is, can flat out shut a guy down. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we'll we'll get into that when we talk about their matchup. No doubt. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Fun. It was interesting to me. I was actually – I felt bad. Or I was I was sad that the Wolf of the, the Wolford of Wall Street as Pops is calling <laughs> got banged up and I hope he's okay. It, it seemed yeah. like afterwards it was a little scary, like a possible broken neck. I don't know. It sounds scary. I haven't heard much since, but I was really rooting for him. I kind of liked the guy. He he brought a little different side to him. He could run a little bit. He kind of had the the same effect Heineke seemed to have on the on the Redskins or on the Washington Football Team. Excuse me. Yeah. But what's interesting to me, so golf comes <clears> in, plays well. I think that was a decision not on golf's thumb that, that McVay made on Wolford. And I think Troy Aikman was kind of touch on this a little bit during the call. 
I think he honestly just likes Wolford better because by not having Blake Bortles activated, not having a third quarterback activated, that tells me that that McVay knew golf's fine. If we need to bring golf in, he's healthy enough to play. But I just want Wolford over him. So I'm interested to see how that – and golf seemed a little annoyed post-game. I mean, he was a team guy, talked about it, but he's – some made some comments that he felt like he got benched. It wasn't just a, oh, you're hurt. Well, it's a, you're benched. I mean, okay, so think of it this way, though. Would you rather, like, it, I don't even know the situation, but imagine you've got, like, an 80% golf. Well, I'll take Wofford over that guy, but Blake Bortles can sit. He can go back to Jacksonville for all I care. But, like, if you've got 100% golf, then you want him. You know, I think that might be the situation that they were dealing with. But I don't know. It. I think McVeigh, it's now it came out that McVeigh told the team on Tuesday before the playoff game that Wolford's the starter. Just don't, let's not tell anybody, let's keep it in house because I'm going to tell them, I don't, I don't want them to be able to prepare for golf or Wolford. But that was Tuesday when Wolf, or when golf had told McVeigh, I'll be ready to go, which I know players say that. So maybe you have to take that. Yeah. I mean, off, that doesn't mean for anything. golf to tell him that and go, no, nope, I'm already naming my starter like to the team on Tuesday. It, it tells me that it kind of sends a message to the team that he's going, Wolford's our guy. And then Wolford gets hurt that early. And then still go on to win the freaking game. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you think about the Rams move forward, Tony? Well, <clears throat> I, I certainly haven't changed since uh, since last week. It, and uh, Aaron Donald being able to play this week is going to be the key. And he it looks like he is. He's got a – McVay be. said the Terminator will play. Yes, torn <laughs> cartilage in your ribs, and I cannot tell you how painful that is. Um, so he can play with it, but it's about managing the pain. Let's just hope the same doctor that did Tyrod Taylor's shot doesn't do his shot. Poor Tyrod. But, again, we've asked this question on this podcast several times over the years, and – what player would you take to start a franchise with? And we've argued Josh Allen or, or um, uh, Murray or um, – We probably Herbert. said Carson Wentz at a time. Yeah, yeah, we probably did at one point. The guy in Kansas City. But maybe, I, the, maybe that guy in Kansas City. Maybe yeah. that guy that – yeah, that uh, yeah, generational talent. But uh, Aaron Donald is still, to me, the most dominating football player in the league. He, he plays defensive tackle. And they double, triple team him. And yet he still is successful, and that makes his other that makes the rest of that team just that much more successful. And the balance that carries, if you've got that kind of player on the front, and you've got uh, Jalen Ramsey, that kind of player on the back, uh, it reminds me a lot. And that you know, uh, Cowboys fans always harken back to the days of yore, but you know, <laughs> it harkens back to when you had Deion Sanders uh, as a cornerback, where. You just left Dion alone for half the field, so you had ten other guys yeah. that could cover the other half, and uh, and then you had um, um, any number of defensive ends that we've had over the years that play in the, and, and being that rush guy, and so um, I, I think that's what that's the formula the Rams have turned themselves into a defensive football team, and they're phenomenal, and they're the best in the league, and they shut down the Seahawks, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens up in Green Bay this weekend. Yeah, it's something to see a guy like Donald do do what he does from the middle of that. When when you're at the middle line, yeah, like not in the middle, blow yeah. up every run, but he's yeah. also getting a pass rush. Like there's Hayward in Pittsburgh, who's really good, but he's good at clogging up the middle. Donald also gets pressure on the quarterback. Like he does everything. It just from the second you say hut, your play is blown up from the middle, and then like you said, Tony, 
if you got a good receiver, there's a guy that's just shutting down one half of the field out there. Yeah. So yeah. That, Rams are interesting. I think the Rams, I don't know. They're going to have a tough one coming up. Pops, what do you think? I know me and you were both on Seattle side, but I was really impressed <clears throat> with Los Angeles. Well, interesting. When you were saying that, I'm thinking Aaron Donald is what we thought and Sue was going to be, I think, because yeah. and Sue yeah. is no slouch, right. but Aaron Donald is the man. Um, That's what I thought he was in Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dead on. Um, yeah. Aaron Donald's what Sue was in college. He's that in the pros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, no, so the Rams, I mean, are you asking me what I think on the next game? The Rams are playing. No, just if you had any thoughts, we'll them? get to that. Just well, I can't believe they fired the OC. You know, Brian Schottenheimer got fired at yeah. Seattle. Um, yeah. I, I didn't get to watch all the game. I don't know about how the, the plays and were called. But if you if you can keep Russell thing, Wilson – to, to to that kind of line. I mean, even with Aaron Donald, he, that's just surprising. So, um, uh, the Rams have a chance. They have a chance, but I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. So, you're saying there's a chance. Um, <laughs> with that right, defense, with that defense, yes, there is a chance. <laughs> going to the – speaking of defenses, the other really good defense that was in the NFL or in the playoffs last week, the Buccaneers-Washington football team game. We were most of the – oh, looking at this. I haven't been able to – I wasn't able to say this last game, but the lone pick on – which I guess we pushed. Never mind. I, th- I thought I got it right. We pushed. <laughs> it was minus eight. Uh, Washington football team keeps in it. Taylor Heineke looked really good. Uh, do we have any big thoughts coming that, or is that about what you expected, LJ? I mean, I was I was wrong on the Washington winning, but uh, other than that, no. I mean, it, it should be about what anybody expected to happen, happened. So – I don't have a lot Pops, to say on that one. Do you feel any better, worse uh, about no? The, but I do the think there was an unsung hero in this game, and and it was the guy that was playing against Chase Young. Chase Young didn't get a sack in this game, and he was playing against Barely a guy that got a pressure. He's playing against a guy named Donovan Smith, who I don't think's made a Pro Bowl. That's the left tackle for Tampa Bay, and Chase Young. I don't. He might maybe a pressure. Maybe one pressure. But what I thought was so smart, too, is Tom Brady knows what he's doing. And what did he never do in the pocket? Never step back. He always stayed still or stepped up. And what Donovan Smith was doing is making Chase Young go around him. Just just keep driving him back. Keep driving him back. And I'm telling you, I, I, of course, I did think Tampa Bay was, was going to win. But uh, I, I just think Donovan Smith was the unsung hero of that game. He handled sure. a really incredible defensive end. And he handled him well. You're you're totally right, Tony. Yeah. I see you nod. Do you kind of agree, or do you have any major thoughts, or did that kind of go? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What you saw was a rookie defensive end going against a pro uh, tackle. And yeah, good point. So yep. Chase hasn't learned that spin move or, or figure out. Hey, they're doing this to you. And his, I think he injured his ankle third quarter, fourth quarter. I can't remember when it was. But he was not 100% after that. But it didn't matter. They they silenced him all night. And even with that, hats off to the Washington football team uh, <laughs> trying to bring a semblance of uh, of pride to the NFC least by at least <laughs> hanging with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They made um, it entertaining. They made it was it honestly watch. pretty it was good representatives. And I never thought that it would be that, <laughs> that high of a score that they'd hit the over. And um, mm-hmm. and, and so they did. And uh, But um, – uh, I thought it was – it came out expected uh, as it's supposed to be, but uh, uh, they, it was it was good to see them make it a contest. Yeah. <laughs> I've been kind of – yeah, I've been kind of buying the Buccaneers hype all year, 
And I think I'm still really on them. I like them as a chance to win the win, win the NFC Championship. I, that game, it didn't seem that impressive. But if you look at it, we talked a lot about how Washington D is really good. And in the regular season, they were fourth in points, second in yards uh, per game, giving up just 304 a game behind only L.A., Specifically, they were really good in the past where they were second, giving up just 191 a game. And they only gave up – they were third in first downs giving up. And all the Buccaneers did was get 26 first downs, uh, 18 of those passing through there, and then 500 total yards, 365 through the air. They played really good. The only issue was they got to the red zone five times and only scored one touchdown. That game should have been a blowout. We just didn't get – I feel really – I think they go back and be like, hey, all we got to do, if we fix our – Red zone offense, we're putting up 35 on anybody. And I don't know if there's any – maybe the Packers. There's not a whole lot of teams that in the NFC I think they can score 35 with them. I, I I was impressed with the Bucks coming out of that game. Tom looks – I don't know how. He looks better than he has the past five years to me. He's moving around like that. I was saying in the pocket. He's stepping up real well. His arm looks fine. Chris Godwin, I hope he gets the, the popcorn off his gloves because he was dropping everything. It was something <laughs> – they were like – they said it multiple times. They were like, you know, it's crazy – they told us before the game, Tom Brady told us Chris Godwin has the best hands of anybody he's ever played with. And it'll drop, 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 drop. <laughs> they jinx the hell out of him. But yeah. if they fix a few of those little things, the Bucs are going to be tough. tough mm-hmm. stretch. Yeah. yeah. The Bucs now have the best wide receiving core in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. With, mm. with Evans yeah. being held, coming out yeah. of that hyperextension, being healthy, and Antonio Brown being in the offense for six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, that's the best wide receiver core in the NFL right now. Well, and hey, before you, City before you leave this game, uh, Heineke, yeah. how about that guy? I mean, I, I, Washington may have found their quarterback. They may have. Uh, and if he plays, he was accurate. He was fast on his feet. He was able to roll and throw. Yeah. He may have been playing just completely out of his mind. I suspect he was. But now that he knows he can, I tell you what, if he can play like that, I'd like to watch him play some more. I'd. I'd like to tune. Regardless, he earned himself at least five years as a backup, maybe more. He earned him some yeah. money. That was a ten. That's a no ten doubt, million no dollar game for Taylor Heineke. But, but you're right. He, you're right. Because uh, he is going to earn himself yeah. a three year backup contract, and and he'll probably get some ten million dollars somewhere. Um, yeah. He's done that before. I, I believe he came from Carolina initially. I, I believe that's correct. Um, and played a couple of good games, right, and yeah. then um, ended up getting beat out. I think it's when Cam got hurt. I could be wrong about yeah. that, but he was he was with Rivera at Carolina. Okay. He okay. also played in the uh, AAF, I believe. Yeah, so yeah, maybe <laughs> also in the. But oh, um, we are part of the All American Football League. <laughs> da, 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 da. The, anyway, yeah, but he'll, game, he'll get a good backup gig. But I don't think he can start in the NFL. All right, the game we all were excited to watch. We thought it was going to be a ton of points scored. It was supposed to be the the, the big great game. And I believe Uncle Tony said that I, I was a little hesitant on 54 and a half for a playoff game. I think Uncle Tony told us, hit that over. The Ravens-Titans was a slugfest defensive struggle. Uh, Tony, what what you think? Uh, well, the end result was good for, your, <laughs> for, for where you were. Well, for two of us. For the line, it was to good. Be for um, uh, for, for the your team lot, winning. But, man, that game script just – to me, what happened is that was two uh, playoff teams with their defenses playing to the best of their abilities. Um, that was seems playoff to know football. Each other. They seem to know There's, each other pretty there well. There were some. Do I? 
Uh, they just seemed like you were saying they're two playoff teams who knew each other pretty yeah, well, too. Yeah, and so all of a sudden, all those yeah. tricks that used to work didn't work because everybody was playing their best, uh, including the defenses. And so, you know, Lamar Jackson made just some tremendous, tremendous plays. Uh, they shut down Derrick Henry. And then A.J. Brown uh, showed why he's the next Megatron. And it just – uh, just some really great football plays, uh, and Baltimore ended up being on the right side of that. It's just a, a, just a completely different script for that, but still, I thought, a really good game to watch. Yeah, Lamar doesn't do it the traditional way, but I mean, he accounted for 315 total yards, a lot on the ground. That one run, Pops, was as good a run from a quarterback oh, I think man. I may have ever seen. It was just real. And like Tony said, like you see people uh, – Take an angle on them, and they just nope. Defensive backs, nope. I mean, they don't have a shot. What did you think <laughs> about Lamar? He got the kind of the monkey off his back, if you will, of winning that playoff game. At what? What do you think? Can can they can they win? Make a run here? Oh, I do. I do think they can make a run. But but I want to talk about that run that Lamar made because yeah, go. I mean, this guy he starts making that little run. I think okay, he's going to get the first down or whatever. Then he makes another Maybe little cut, and he you know he. Wait, wait, wait. And then he bounces off a guy, and then he is gone. He is gone, and nobody's going to catch him. And I think that's what turned the, the whole thing. I think that's where yeah. he decided, I can win this game. And that's – you know, I said this earlier. Any game Lamar Jackson's in, he can win. Any single game, yeah. he can win it. And I, you better look out. Baltimore could get on a run. Uh, I, I think it's very possible. Yeah, I think yeah. they're dangerous at, at what it, what – Point out to me, looking at the stat sheet, is they went one for three. They should have scored more. They went one for three in the red zone scoring touchdowns. And I looked at – Warren Sharp actually tweeted this out. In the last two years, the Ravens in the red zone against the Titans, who they've played three times now, three and 12, just 20%. So they they scored touchdowns on 20% of their red zone possessions against the Titans. Against the rest of the league, 77 for 116. They scored 66%. So the Titans just know something. Now, I don't know if that could translate to film. And the Bills can do that same thing. But I I think they're interesting. And besides, that run was the tipping point. But the biggest moment of the game, Mike Vrabel turned into a conservative-ass coach. I mean, losing by seven with five minutes left in the third, they punt from fourth and two from the Ravens 44. They have Derrick Henry behind them. They decide, no, we're going to punt. Then again, losing by four with 10 minutes left, fourth and two from the Ravens 40. Again, you have Derek F. And Henry, the guy that runs for 2,000 yards in his well, huge. And, and they I want to point, point out, Kevin, on, Kevin, on, 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 that, on particular that particular one, one uh, there's, a, there's, there's a there's a thing called the surrender index, index where it, Paul, it, 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 it tries, tries to, to put, put stats, stats to, the to the most cowardly, cowardly punts. punts. <laughs> um, and and this, this is the most cowardly punt of the 2020 season. That one with 10 minutes left in the game down four, fourth and two. It got a score of 138.87. Which is, Which is uh, in the 99th percentile since the last, the last 11, 11 years. years. That's, so, the, that's the game to me. That's the game. And I, it's yeah. so yeah, easy. Yeah. I know Scott Van Pelt brings this up. And we love to, whether it works or not works, then everyone becomes an expert. And so I know I'm, yeah. I'm being a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, if they would have gone for it and missed it, there would have been people going, he lost the game because he went for it. should have just punted it. Just like Frank Reich should have kicked the field goal now that they didn't score. So I get it. It's easy yeah. to yeah. say this backward. But that Titans team, Rables, they got a linebacker at coach there. Run the ball down your throat. Tough offensive line. Play hard on defense, and then you punt. I just think that's kind of their mantra, and you, you're given that trickles down. I think to the team at some point, and the Ravens then do the little thing where they pick it off, they stomp on the logo. I, there was some that, that was a little heated game, and I, like I felt that. like the Titans folded over 
to me. And, and yeah, I yeah, was disappointed yeah. in that. Just get, lose with your guy. Lose with yeah. Derrick Henry. And if you lose, you lost with what you, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final game we need to touch on. Well, I, I guess there was two, but I, I think we got to touch on that Browns Steelers game. LJ, oh man, I know you were excited to watch that game. I was looking at something, and this is something you've been preaching this, and maybe I'm just now seeing the light at the uh, light here. But is Big Ben just Joe Flacco at a better organization? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> can anyone, could you lob can that any, any better, Kevin? <laughs> can anyone tell me uh, what Ben Roethlisberger's playoff record is for his last ten playoff games? Anybody got an idea? Well, I know what his his full record is. What, tell us. It's not good. His last ten games, he, he's gone three and seven in his last ten games in the playoffs. He's lost games to Tim Tebow. He's lost games to Blake Bortles. He's lost teams to a team without a head coach. So I think we can probably stop calling him a Hall of Famer if you don't mind. But whatever. You keep doing you. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you his career playoff stats. So 22 games. He's 13 and nine. He's got a 63% completion percentage, averages 260 yards per game, 34 touchdowns to 28 interceptions. His touchdown to interception ratio is just 1.2. Joe Flacco, 15 games, 15 and five, or more than, he's got 20 games, 15 and five. 56% completion percentage, 214 yards game, touchdown reception ratio of 1.5. He 25 touchdowns to just 10 picks. Big Vince, I, 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 it took me a while, LJ, and I think you get cloudy you, because you. you see a Super Bowl and it looks good, but he's just, a, <laughs> he's just a guy that was on a really good, well-coached team that goes to the playoffs every year. So we think, well, he's in the playoffs every year. He has a ring or two. He really didn't even play that great in the Super Bowls. They just had a, their defense. Like the one was against the Cardinals where – uh, Harrison, James Harrison has the historic 99 yard interception return, and then Holmes yep, yep. makes a crazy catch in the end zone. Maybe that's who Big Ben is. I mean, I mean, now the game, let me say the game did start as about as bad as you possibly could imagine as a Steeler. I mean, that snap, Pouncey, who's a great center, snaps it as bad a snap as I've seen since Tony Romo was playing. They snapped it over his head like 14 <laughs> times. And then Pick after pick after pick. The Browns, maybe they're just a team of destiny. I don't know. That was something. Maybe. <laughs> Pops, do you think that game told you more about the Steelers are frauds or that the Browns are better? The Chiefs better be ready. I, I think I, I think with the with the Pittsburgh, it's we should have known. We should have known. The last, what, four, five weeks of the season – um, and, and I got to say, uh, let me address the Roethlisberger real quick before I get into that. But you're right, LJ. I mean, he he was off. I thought he lost the game. Not you know, I know the snap over the head. He couldn't help that, but he was missing. Well, he could have gotten on the ball. He looked like Cam well, Newton out there chasing right. that bad boy. You're right. That's a fair point. He could have got on the ball, and he was just off. He was missing open receivers, high, low. Just anyway, he 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 had a bad game. He did pick it up at the end through for over 500 yards. But when the team was in prevent defense, yeah, well, it's, it's, like, it's like when you decide I'm going to play the game, like playing Madden, you're like, I'm going to play it on all Madden. And then all of a sudden, you're like, damn, all Madden's hard. And then I put it down to pro for the second half. Yeah, I threw for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Now that we're this is fun. I don't have to talk anymore. You guys have it for me. Like, this is exactly what I've that thought for a while. Fair. I would keep going. Obviously, the only thing that makes it at least halfway impressive is there was no way they, ha- they could run. I mean, obviously, they were behind, but Pittsburgh had no running game. Do you know how. Do you know where they finished in the league in rushing? Dead ass last. Dead ass last. It's <laughs> not where you want to be. In rushing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they had those defensive injuries, you know, uh, uh, Bush and uh, what's the other guy, Dupree. 
Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I guess we should have seen this coming. Oh, so you're saying if Ben Roethlisberger's not carried by a running back in a defense, he's he's okay? Is that is that what I'm hearing? I'm not sure what you're exactly implying, but I will say that any quarterback, <laughs> I think I know exactly what any quarterback that has a running game and a good defense is going to look good. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Talk to a young Ben Roethlisberger. So <laughs> he's got two rings to show for it. <laughs> but I did think earlier in the year, LJ. I mean, I, and I, you know, we we fight about it and, and argue back and forth for fun. But I thought early in the year, Roethlisberger looked on. He looked like he was hitting his reads and he was throwing the ball on target and he was accurate. And it just was not there the last several weeks of the season. It was not. It was the Roethlisberger that you talk about for sure. <laughs> well, so I, I do want to point out, and LJ, I, we we let you have your fun, but I'm not. I'm just saying, Big Ben maybe not be as good as I think. When I looked at his full playoff records, to see he had 28 playoff interceptions, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of interceptions. But that game, to me, I know Big Ben didn't play great, and it's tough when you get down. That game was lost on coaching, not Big Ben. That game yeah, was, yeah. but they got outcoached by a team that didn't have an effing head coach. Mike Tomlin, yeah, yeah. who I really, really like, and anybody, I saw something like, should Tom be on the hot seat for how they finish the season? No. If he is, then hire him up. He'll be hired within an hour <laughs> of losing the job. He's not going anywhere. They, we, we, are, we talked about the bad decisions to go for it or punt earlier. I didn't think it could be top. Mike Tomlin down by 12. He has a quarter to think about it. And they're, we're all thinking, all right, so what are they going to do? How are they going to go for this fourth and one? He punts it from the 40, gets a touchback. So they get it. It's a, a net 20 yard punt. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And you're down 12. You have to score. And it's not like you stopped them at any point. So I don't know why. And that's just a coward. Wasn't it fourth and one? Wasn't it fourth and one? Fourth and one. And you're right, Pops. They don't run the ball very well, but still, you have to score. You have to score. It's yeah. not like you're stopping them. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. And then offensively, I don't like the way they, they just, they, the play calling seems bad. The defensive play calling, I know I mentioned a lot, Warren Sharp went on a rant about how all teams have been doing this for years now where you put a, your best slot receiver, you put your best receiver in the slot against them, and their scheme just puts a linebacker on They always do. And so they, so the Browns are like, well, we've seen that in film. Let's try it. Jarvis Landry over and over again on big third downs, it was a linebacker guarding them, and it was a backup linebacker at that because they've had so many injuries. And Jarvis yeah. Landry ate it up. They, that was a very, very poor coach game. And I'm just – I'm mad at myself. Because through 11 weeks, I thought this Steeler team isn't really 11. No, they're not that good. I can't wait till I bet against them when they're heavy favorites and they shouldn't be in the playoffs. And then I talked myself into the Browns got COVID. There's no coach. It's the Browns. What are they going to do? And as that game unfolds, I'm like, damn it. All year I wanted to bet against the Steelers. And here I am on a losing in my parlay. All I needed was the Steelers to win. And they lost. And not even they yeah, lost big. Mm-hmm. It was so disappointing mm-hmm. in myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, let's yeah. okay. Yeah, Anybody I'm, have? Any, I'm, go yeah. ahead, Tom. I'm. I I don't know if I should give LJ a retort or not. Uh, <laughs> hey, bring uh, it. But you anyway, <laughs> I, I I think we need to own that Ben uh, Roethlisberger was not the best Ben Roethlisberger uh, this week. So, but I I do, I, I do think that uh, there is some validity to that Mike Tomlin. Uh, is not been coaching the last two three years as well as he has in the previous ten or twelve or how long it's been he's been there. So, um, and, and I think that complacency you can kind of see in Ben as well. And you have got to stay fresh, as um, any coach will tell you. Uh, you, you, uh, you you've got to be able to figure out what that change needs to be. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So I, I think Ben is who Ben is, and 
yeah, I, it really does help a quarterback when he's got a running back and a defense. And you just ask Hall of Famer Troy Aikman uh, about that. And, uh, you know, um, and, and a lot of quarterbacks. But the, the sheer talent that Ben has had and has still some of uh, for his size and arm strength and his ability, he's a slinger. And you've seen guys like that in the past. He, I'm not saying he's Dan Marino, but you see guys like that, Brett Favre, uh, who who have a higher interception rate, uh, but they also have those a lot more of those bigger plays, and I think Ben's probably known more for those big plays because of that, and and his just his longevity and the success in that longevity, which is better than a, a Philip Rivers type, I think still puts him in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, I think Mike Tomlin really really did not. They were not prepared for that game. Uh, uh, their biggest deal this year has been overlooking teams, and they did it again. They, and they just did it flat again. did it again. But are you re- you're, are you saying that the Tomlin that I think we all think he is would not overlook this team? So that that's almost well, well. I think, I think Tomlin's, Tomlin's not hungry enough to trip a kick returner on his way down the sideline anymore. You know, he's, he's just different Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, and and somebody wow. needs to wake him up. Somebody needs to say. And you know, I'll say this that. Um, uh, Dick, um, the guy before him, uh, the defensive guy, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. No, uh, you, uh, Cower, Bill Cowher. I was mm-hmm. want to say Dick Vermeil, but Bill Cowher. I think Bill Cowher knew when to get out because it, it's such a fire that you have to have, especially in that being that Steelers coach. Um, mm-hmm. Even Chuck Knoll, before he got, and Tom Landry at their end, they just weren't the same coach. And I think we see that you've got to, you've got to, because. I can tell you, Ron Rivera for the Washington football team was not the same coach as Ron Rivera for the Carolina Panthers uh, the year before, for whatever reason. I don't want to pour on because I, 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 he's already happy enough but over there, LJ. But I think it's not a Tomlin <laughs> thing. I think a lot of times you trickle down from your star player. Their star player has been Roethlisberger. I think Roethlisberger overlooks people, and he thought, oh, it's the Cleveland effing Browns. They cannot win in Pittsburgh. Let's go in here and win a game. And all of a sudden – I'm glad you brought up that not falling on that ball, LJ, on that bad snap because we killed Cam Newton yeah, for that. Yeah, and Roethlisberger yeah. was that yeah. was ridiculous. He did like yep. he wanted no part of at least kick it out or that try to fall true. on it. That That's part just, is true. Yeah, I think it's time. And I did feel bad though, LJ. I don't know. You enjoy seeing Ben Roethlisberger struggle, I know, but him crying at the end. <laughs> I've got to say, it felt it felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, uh, we probably watched it. It, it would not surprise me if that was his last game because the Steelers, as much talent as they have on the outside part of the ball, their interior line and and their running game is for shit. And they're going to really have to figure some stuff out before that offense is going to be successful and be able to be successful continuously throughout a season. One last thing this- on that. So Pouncey is an all-pro center, right? I mean, multiple right. years. More, More by, by name than, than yeah. He's not quite as all pro now, but yeah, he's still a, a good. Receiver. His name will get him in there, even though he's definitely not the best center plan. I, just, plan I find it's hard to believe he snapped the ball that poorly on the first play of the game. That's just oh, I, I mean, I don't know. Unprepared. It's unprepared. Do you not do that in warm up? I mean, you don't snap some shotgun snaps. I mean, what uh, the? I, it's it's almost unbelievable to me. Unprepared. Just unprepared. It, yeah, I think it's just. I mean, we saw it happen, saw it happen to the Broncos, Broncos in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl against Seattle. Seattle. It, it just happens, you know. How does a kicker shank a thirty-three yard field goal, Rodrigo? How do you do that? <laughs> There's some animosity there. 
It happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to get to the looking at looking ahead to this weekend's game. I, before I, I will give y'all options. Anybody have any strong opinions or thoughts on that Bears Saints game? It was fun. Um, Nickelodeon was the fun. Bears. Nickelodeon was fun. We thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. That's all I got. Well, I mean, they were. Mitchell right. Trubisky is Mitchell Trubisky. He he made a perfect pass. They they should have caught. They actually did run a, a good trick play, and he threw a perfect pass. I don't know how that guy didn't catch it. But Robo was was spot yeah, on. Man, I true, did. True. I like the Nickelodeon game. I'm not gonna lie. But and there, LJ, wasn't there a good moment from that from the Nickelodeon broadcast? I yeah. Think okay. So first so. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon had his first curse word, uh, maybe in, in network history. I'll play it for you guys right quick. Uh, what you're about to hear is a kid doing a Cardi B impersonation, and then a referee making a bad call, and then a response. It, it, it was chaos. That game was chaos. So if you didn't watch, that's Cordero Patterson saying it right there in front of the ref who the play is called uh, number 84, not 85. And you hear him drop that F-ball. Fantastic. Oh, that was, uh, that was something else. Yeah, I did, appreciate, game, I did appreciate young Sheldon being put in there to give us the rules explanations. I, I thought that was pretty good. And for all of it, it hey, if that gets some kids interested in, in football, uh, great. You know? Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. It was interesting. I did go back to the other game, the other broadcast, just because I really enjoyed do I like Nance and Romo. I I know I, I hate that it was the Romo, Romo game. game. I hope Romo can get back into the studio. There were some COVID issues. I don't know if they said Romo <clears throat> caught COVID. I think they just said there's some protocol things with CBS. But he was recording from his home, and they clearly were having some struggles on when stepping on each other and Nance mm-hmm. talking and Romo talking. So I've I know Pops loves that crew, and I hope they can be back to their normal selves this this weekend because I really like watching them. Yeah. He hit on, he hit the nail on the head talking about Trubisky. Trubisky's not bad, but he's not going to win you big games. He he had to play. He, he throws the ball on four, third and ten. He throws it short of the sticks a lot. And then there was that third and like five. He ran to the right. It was early in the game, so it wasn't like he decided it. But he's running for the first down, and then just happily goes out of bounds instead of the chains. It's not like. The chain's on the other end, and he wasn't sure how close he was. The chain's right there, and he skips yeah. out instead of – and I, I wouldn't want to take a hit from an NFL player either, but also they get paid a lot or drafted. you got to get the first down. I mean, you got to go for it. So he's I think – He's going to look real good in that silver Patriots uniform next year. LJ, <laughs> the, the sound bite was right. The Bears are who we thought they were. The Chiefs are who we thought they were. I think they'll be – or the Saints are who we thought they were. Sorry. We, I, that game was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Uh, and then uh, for anyone betting that at one point that line moved to Chiefs or Saints, I don't know why I can't say Saints and Chiefs, the Saints minus 12. And then the Bears get that garbage touchdown. And most NFL fans, if you've been watching for a while, you know, especially and if you played Madden, regardless, even if it's garbage, doesn't matter. They still go out there and kick the field goal, kick the extra point or whatever. The Bears did not. And I was like, what the hell? That Some people are going to be mad. LJ, that's a rule change, right? Yeah, so uh, a few years back, um, if you'll remember, the Vikings were playing the Saints in the playoffs, and uh, Stephon Diggs had that huge catch when he had that big turn and ran it in for a touchdown. The Ghost of Prince, and then yeah, they it was the Ghost of Prince, game. yeah, exactly the Ghost of Prince game. I forgot. Wow. Um, but so he, uh, so then the Vikings won with that play. The Saints were already walking off the field because they had lost. I mean, they they were going home, um, and. 
they had they were forced to pull eleven guys out of their team to go stand there and let them kick the extra point over their head. And so immediately the NFL changed the rule to where uh, you don't kick a useless extra point or go for an extra two at the end of the game. It just well, didn't. didn't I think so. didn't they kneel that one? I think I, I don't know. Did they kick the extra point? Case Keenum came back out just, and then kneeled it. and kneeled yeah. it. They didn't kick the extra point, yeah. but they had to run the play, right? But yeah. it was it you was had filling. to run a play. Yeah, I think it felt it was like a <clears throat> why is the Minnesota has to stop their celebration to come kneel this extra point, and then also for the Saints guys, like you just lost the brutal loss. And you went to lock yeah. Now you got to come back out at least to stand on the side of the field. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know they changed the rule. But as soon as you said that in the group text, LJ, I was like, well, that does make sense why they changed it. Yeah. Was, I remember in the time thinking that Minnesota-New Orleans thing was ridiculous. That they had to it's always the Saints in the playoffs, man. The Saints in the playoffs is where rule changes happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. They end up on the, it seems like they end up on the wrong side of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at Saturday. And we have, let's start with the, the number one seed in the NFC, Green Bay Packers taking on the Rams. We get the top-scoring offense, Green Bay at 31 points per game, against the top-scoring defense in the NFL, L.A. at 18.5 points per game. So, Pops, what gives? What's the line, LJ? What's the line? It is minus 6.5 to Green Bay. Okay, so tell us, Pops, your thoughts and who, what, what you're going Well, with. you know, I said I said the Rams earlier have a chance, and they do have a chance. However, however, I don't think the Rams are ready for the cold. I just don't think they're ready for the cold up there. They're from L.A. It's about the worst game they could have drawn. It's, it's yeah. the, yes, exactly what you said. <laughs> and and Rodgers is going to beat the, the combination of whoever they put out there for uh, for the Rams. So, so I think Green Bay wins and covers both. And covers. And uh, I've, I've lost six and six a half. And a half. That we said. Six and a half. Yeah. That hook, that damn hook. I know Tony talks <laughs> about that hook a lot. I, six, I feel good. I six and a half. I'm like, oh, I wish I could get six. Uh, I did look up. So number one scoring defense uh, is when, when the number one scoring defense plays number one scoring <clears throat> offense. It's happened seven times in the Super Bowl. The defense upside is six and one in those seven games. However, in the playoff round since 1917, 1970, it's happened eight times. The number one defense is three and five. So you could find a stat to defend you either I way. So. Uh, Tony, what what are what are you thinking? Rams. 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 Uh, Rams. Just curious. Do you think the Rams will win this game? Are you, I'm not. I know you're not making that putting money on that necessarily. But do you think the Rams? You will know, win? I I I think this is a probably like a 24 20 game. Uh, uh, with the with the Green Bay on that's top. what Vegas I, thinks. The over under is forty five. So yeah, right I, I, yeah, it depends on. I, I haven't seen whether there's going to be snow or not going to be snow. I know it's going to be cold. I think I saw there was a forty percent chance of showers. Okay, well, if it's above freezing, uh, then maybe the Rams have a, a good shot. I, I, well, so so I, I think their defense keeps them in this ball game. Uh, the the uh, the Packers as balanced as they are. They have their wide receiver core is a single solitary unit whose name is Devontae Adams. And so as much as you like Lazard uh, or or skillet hands. About as uh, scaling. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it, it's it's just that's going to be tough for them to be successful through the air. I see Robert Tanya probably having a pretty decent game uh, coming up. But I don't think Rodgers is going to be the – end all be all. This was a tough draw. I think this is what Green Bay did not want to see, to be honest. 
uh, yeah. the Rams coming to town for their first weekend. They've been off a couple of weeks and they're a little bit rusty and the Rams are lathered up. So, but the, the, the thing is the Packers will still score and the Rams are struggling to score. I'll just put it this way. If Cam Akers gets uh, more than 140 yards total from scrimmage, I think the Rams win. But I think I see it 24 That's a lot of yards. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of yards, uh, yeah. Yeah, if he gets so, 100 yards rushing and then gets 40 or 50 yards uh, through the air, then I, I, I think they probably have won the game. Yeah, we got we got the game of A.A. Ron with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, Aaron Jones. Some There's going to be an Aaron that makes some big plays. LJ, what do yeah, you Yeah, is there an Aaron for MVP prop bet? <laughs> <laughs> LJ, what are your thoughts? I know you're I, – I, just knowing you, I know you love a good defense. And L.A. Yeah, well, has okay, so, so you were talking about the number one defense versus the number one offense. And as the type of person that's always trying to argue that, yeah, safety or linebacker should get the year's MVP um, – and uh, I've looked at the stats. I've looked at the stats for this. And uh, over the last 20 years, the numbers don't look the same as what you were just implying. I mean, the last 15 years have definitely been about offenses beating defenses. Yeah. And so I, I still think that I know Aaron Donald's the best in the game. Um, I know Jalen Ramsey covers half the field and you, you just walk away. But I just think Green Bay is going to take care of business and they're going to win by seven points. I mean, I just it's going to be close, but I think they're going to win by just enough. Man, I... This game is tough for me because six and a half seems like a lot. I'm just so excited to watch. I think a lot for Green Bay, a lot is going to matter if Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald or not. If he's not, I think Green Bay easily wins by more than six and a half. But if he's Aaron Donald, the Terminator, as Sean McVay called him, it's going to be interesting. But on the outside, that Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams, two first team all pros. That is going to be so good. I was interesting, some, some nuggets for you on this game. So Rodgers and Adams have gone against a first-team all-pro corner seven times. Now, this is a corner that was all-pro in the season they played him. They've gone against an all-pro corner seven times. Uh, That's Richard Sherman, Josh Norman, Patrick Peterson twice, Kyle Fuller twice, and Stephon Gilmore. In those games, the Packers are one and six. Mm. Wow. Now, now, it hasn't happened since 2018, so before LaFleur got there. I think Mike McCarthy kind of would just leave Devontae Adams – at one spot, meaning Jalen Ramsey can just shut off the right side of the field. LaFleur does a little more moving him around, so that could change. But also, with that 1-6 and six record, Devonta Adams is playing this year, to me, better than we've ever seen him play. Oh, I mean, yeah. He might be playing better than any receiver. So that, that matchup's going to be good. But as, as Devonta is also playing good, Jalen Ramsey, against in five games this season, against DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, he's been... They're, they're both all pro second team, by the way. He's played uh, DK twice, DeAndre twice, uh, DK three times, DeAndre Hopkins twice. In those games, they averaged five targets, targets, 1.8 catches, 18 yards. So shutting down wow. maybe the two top five receivers. And that's not like one game, that's five times. That, wow. that matchup is just going to be awesome. And you know, Jalen yeah. Ramsey is going to be talking. I oh, can't yeah. wait. I think my pick's going to be. Green Bay, Green Bay minus six and a half. Just, I just, all right. wow. I just don't With know all you one. saying that, I sure thought you were going the other way. <laughs> I, I just don't think Aaron Donald's going to be Aaron Donald and LaFleur. This isn't going to be just, we're going to put Devontae Adams on the right and just see if he can beat Jalen Ramsey. Why would you do that? Plays into the Rams' hands. He's going to move all around the field as he has most this year. And I just, 
I love Mr. Devontae Adams. I, I just really like him. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been on a mission all year. He's going to win the MVP. I like them. All right, let's go to the other one seed. Uh, actually, let's just knock out Saturday games first. So let's go Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens. LJ, the line is? Minus two and a half for Buffalo with an over under 50. And I think it opened up maybe even closer. Tony, do you know? I think that might have opened up no, even. No. I'm not sure. So two and a half. So we got, that's an interesting line. So the field goal can get us. Let's see. Uh, we mentioned before pops that, that Bills defense. Eh, I'm not sure about it. They're going up against a, a run running game in Baltimore. That's really good. The Ravens defense looked really good last week. Uh, I think I'll go first on here. I think I like the Ravens. I'm just worried there's going to be, I like the Ravens to win the game. I think there's going to be a weird Josh Allen. I really wish it was. I thought before it came out that this would open up bigger just because people like the Bills. But I think Vegas is also a little weary after that Colts game. And I just, yeah. Josh Allen has to play perfect, and he can. But I, I'm going to go Ravens. I, I trust in Lamar Jackson. That Ravens team is playing good. Pops, what say you? Well, I think I'm going to repeat what you said in a different Also, way. weather weather in this one, well, too. Exactly. I'm worried about the Buffalo defense. I think they can't stop the run, and they're fixing to play a team that can really run the ball. And they have no running game. So I, I hate it because I like Buffalo. I like the coach. I like I just like Buffalo, but Baltimore wins this game outright. Wins the game outright, so we're both gonna that, that's I, I I was looking, snow is in the four. I actually think it's awesome that there's possible of snow in Buffalo in a playoff game. Yeah. That's just oh, gets me man. excited. Uh but that affects to me, even though it's it's a home game, I think that affects the Bills offensive game plan with passing, whereas the Ravens are gonna just go, all right, let's just pound. Tend to, yeah. What do you think, LJ? I know you're a Bills kind of Bills fan. What do you think? Bills I mean, Mafia. I, Bills Mafia. <laughs> I'm holding on. I mean, it's uh this this is the best game of the week. There's no question about it. This is the game everybody should turn on. I mean, it might not end up being that way, but it looks like it right now. Um I will say that I'm rooting for the Bills and I'm gonna take them in this. Um I don't know if it's the right decision, but it's what I'm feeling. Um, plus, you two agree, so that's a good sign for me, the more agreement <laughs> on one side. Um, I can't wait to see what Tony says. If he picks the Ravens, then we're all good. But uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm nervous about it. I'm excited about it. This is the game. This is probably the only game I'll watch start to finish this week. Yeah, yeah I think for me it's coming down to Lamar versus Josh Allen. Yeah. I, yeah. I chose Lamar, which I don't know if that's the right decision. Tony, what do you think? Well, I uh, – no one was the team that got the most out of um, the uh, uh, the game. The um, Cleveland winning was Kansas City, and the team that got the worst break out of Cleveland winning was the Buffalo Bills, because yeah. Buffalo now gets their worst case scenario: a team that could run the ball from any location on the field, and that's the worst thing that they do is defend the run. So. Yeah. Um, they would have loved to see Pittsburgh. You're they right. would have loved to have seen Pittsburgh and then been able to go to Kansas City with it on the line. I think that was the that's where yeah. Buffalo had the opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, with right. this yeah. being flipped, they're going to be in a they're going to be in a game. I would love to say uh, the Bills cover here, but my experience has been when we get that hook under three for the home team, uh, it's very similar to having a hook or a plus uh, plus two and a half for a home team dog. You take them. It's kind of the opposite, so I'm going to go with Baltimore here. Uh, I, this could be a 
27 or, you know, 29, yeah. 26, 20 or 29, 28, you know, some kind of weird score game. But I, I see this being very entertaining and really, uh, really being a great game to watch. I, I'm excited. Yeah. To, I'm excited to watch this game, but I am going with, with Baltimore to win to, right. to, 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 uh, to beat the spread and, and probably win. I'm not going to be surprised if Buffalo takes this because of what, yeah. what Josh Allen does with his legs. Uh, and, and that's yeah. something that Baltimore needs to needs to be prepared for. We mentioned the big matchup in that Ramsey Devontae Adams. This one also has a fun one: Marlon Humphrey and Stephon, Stephon Diggs. That's going to be that's gonna a be matchup. Serious. And Peters, if he gets lined up on Peters, I, either yeah. way, that's going to be a fun matchup. And Diggs is. I said Adams might be playing the best. Diggs might be playing even better. I don't know. Oh, uh, I like Diggs. Diggs is, uh, uh, yeah. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. And, and, yeah. yeah, and Diggs moves around quite a bit, so I, I think he'll have yeah. a better chance uh, of being successful than Adams will. The Bills are just exciting. You know, I, I was thinking about it. They, they're just a fun team to watch. They were. I yeah. was excited about that Colts game last week. I'm excited about this one. And if they win and play the Chiefs, maybe in the AFC Championship, that game is going to be. So fun. They're just a fun team. So I, I, either way, I'm excited to watch it. And now I'm a little worried that LJ is the only one on the Bills. It feels like we're destined to get him, get him a win. Uh, let's go to Sunday. And let's start with we'll, – we'll save the 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 old men for the, the final game. Let's start with the Chiefs versus the Browns. Did you know – this is interesting. Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback left in the AFC side of the playoffs. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize he's older than Baker. He's younger than Baker. Oh, he's, he's, old, he's, he's older than Baker. He's older than Baker. Yeah, I think they're like a year apart, but he's older than Baker. That's crazy. Older. Lamar was young coming in. Yeah. Wow. So that, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that is good to go. <laughs> and then you got the other side where you got 240-plus playing against each other in Breeze and Brady. But, uh the Browns, they're getting their coach back. They seem kind of like the team of destiny a little bit because that game is just insane. Is anybody – tens a lot. Tens this, a lot. Okay, so I'll go first. I'm definitely yeah. taking the Browns plus 10 here because I think the Browns are on fire. I think the Chiefs will still beat them because they're a better football team. But I do think that 10 points is a lot, and the the Browns are going to come out swinging as hard as they can. This won't be a blowout. Um, this will be a slugfest to, to the end, I think. So I'm picking – the Browns versus the spread here, not the Browns. Wow, the over under 57 and a half. So Vegas thinks, I mean, I get the Chiefs scoring, but Vegas thinks Browns are also going to put up some points. Well, uh, the Chiefs don't play defense, right? Uh, I think their defense is a little they're better, better than, this year. They're, they're a little better this year. Yeah. Yeah. So the Chiefs did kind of end the regular season a little odd. I mean, they had to win against the Saints, but then that weird Falcons game they won. But I mean, a lot of it's because Koo missed a field goal late and they rest their starters against the Chargers. They hadn't played a meaningful game in a long time. We True just watched that. the rusty-ass Steelers lose to the Browns. Yeah. Are the Chiefs rusty, and do they kind of come out in a little bit of a hole? And then if the, if the Browns get a lead early, they have the backs and the offensive line, if they can get off the COVID list, that yeah. can at least play the game plan of keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand. I know, yeah. Tony, yeah. you're kind of our, our our resident. Yeah, I know Prestige Worldwide has probably been in your ear talking about the Chiefs. So what? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Is 10 too much or do you like it? Where, where are you at? Uh, according to Prestige Worldwide, 20 is not too much. But uh, <laughs> oh, this is a lot for the, for the Chiefs. But, no, I, a couple of things, though, that I think is going for, going for Kansas City is is uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is practicing this week. That's um, good. Probably will be back activated and back for this game. Uh, so they're back to healthy there. Um, and 
that gives them that dimension that's different for Pittsburgh. And, and if I had to guess, I would suspect that Cleveland is ahead in this game after the first quarter uh, because of what you said, the rust on Kansas City and, and Cleveland just being so fired up. But Kansas City can beat you in so many different ways. They've got an opportunistic defense, and um, uh, and they've got uh, Jared Severson, the the pirate or the assassin or whatever they call him, <laughs> seems to always be making plays. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere. So um, I think Kansas City then comes back, and it's close. I think Kansas City has a lead at halftime, and then it ends up being a uh, probably a 17 17- – 17 point victory for the Chiefs, something like that. Okay. At least two, there'll be more than two scores ahead of Cleveland, I think, by the end of the game. And I, Kansas City is just, it's just a quality team. And Cleveland has shown during the year that they don't play well against quality teams. They, they do well against mediocre to non quality teams. And I think Pittsburgh showed their quality at the end of the season. So um, I like Kansas City. Do we know? I, I- we probably should have warned IT that we were going to ask these questions ahead of time. Do we know is Kansas City going to be a little snowy, or because if it gets nasty, I didn't think so. I thought they were clear. Well, you know, if they wouldn't have cleared out my uh, Apple Weather Cities, I would just dial it up real quick and tell you <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be forty three degrees and partly cloudy on Sunday. Uh, That's the and precipitation beautiful. zero. So it's it's Patrick Mahomes yeah. weather, baby. I, oh, yeah. I do. What time worry, is the game? Um. It's 205. A, it's, yeah. Is it two or yeah, one? So it's going to be one gets all day. Is it one It's going to be about 40, seven? 43. I think it's 205 our time. Okay. Central. Okay. I believe. But this is the Romo Nance game. So, Pops, I know you'll be watching. I, I'll let you go last because uh, I'm looking at it. You're the one that kind of needs to cover up some ground. So, we'll let you get, <laughs> get that. Get okay. all this. this game to me is the teaser game. I would love to get it down and let's like, or, or up either way. I, I like a plus set. Tens right. Vegas has it in the money zone where I think it ends right around a 10 point game. I'm a little nervous. The Chiefs like this little on off switch thing. It worked in the playoffs last year where they would go down by a lot and they were like, all right, let's start scoring. And they do their thing. So I'm a little nervous, but I think Chris Jones makes an impact. Baker didn't really have any pressure last week, which I don't know if that says something to the Steelers overlooking because Steelers are supposed to get pressure, and they just didn't. Line blocked well with a lot of guys out. I don't think that's the case this week. I think Chris Jones gets pressure. I think uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. What, who's, his, who's his partner in crime on the defensive line there, Tony? Smith. Is it Smith? Something Smith? Yeah, it's the one that traded from Seattle. I can't remember. They're they're they're, they're good at getting pressure. I like them a lot. Tyron Matthews good. He'll he'll trick uh, Baker into a bad throw. I I think the Chiefs are just too good. So I'm going to go Chiefs minus ten. I think they win pretty good, and I think they win by two touchdowns. Pops, what do you think? The Chiefs have been toying with people the last few weeks. You said they hadn't played a meaningful game, and I don't know how many. You said a couple of weeks, but they had been five or so. I mean, they're the class of the NFL. Yeah, they. They, they might give up some points, but they can score in bunches. Um, I think they come out. I think they they blow them out. I, I don't know that 20, but they're going to cover the 10. So I, I'm taking the Chiefs, and I'll, I'll give you the 10 points. So LJ's on an island oh, again. LJ could, could, oh boy. <laughs> could have a big he's, weekend. He's Is anything going to be really a, good or really bad for me? <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> that's why they call just it Just look at it. Um, <laughs> Andy Reid coming off a bye is 14 and 1. He doesn't wow. lose coming off a bye very wow. often. 
So, and he's coming off. They're, they're going to be very fresh. I, I think the Browns did get a rusty Steelers. They're going to come against a fast Chiefs team. I don't, you can't prepare for the speed that the Chiefs bring. And, that's true. And I just, I, I like them. And that, that's not like a, big, a bold call. But yeah, LJ could be a big <laughs> week for you if uh, yeah. Buffalo and Cleveland do their thing. Now, let's get to the History Channel game. We got Tom Brady against <laughs> Drew Brees. It could be the final time we see one or both. I think Tom Brady's around more than this year. He's but either way, it, it could be the final time we see a New Orleans uh, Drew Brees led team. I'm, that game's a tough one. The line right now, LJ, well, am I seeing three? It's minus three. Yeah, minus three. Yeah. Saints minus three. Uh, pops. And I looked up the weather inside the Superdome is going to be <laughs> 70 degrees and covered. So, okay. <laughs> you see, full. Uh, the Saints have dominated in the regular season in this matchup. Pops, do you think it continues? No, I don't. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row, it's hard to beat Tom Brady. Uh, three times in a season. And the Superdome won't be the Superdome. I mean, they're not going to – it's it's like Seattle. I mean, it's, they're the 12th man. Whatever, you can say what you want. That adrenaline starts flowing with those fans and screaming. I've been in the Superdome in a big game. It makes a difference. And they won't have that. So, I, I think I think Tampa Bay wins the game. And covers. LJ, what do, what do you think? Oh, give me the Saints. I, I want to see. I'm taking the uh, three. Now I'm taking the three, but I. The, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You get the three. I get the three just for free, but. <laughs> let you double up if you want to go money line. <laughs> you get one and a half wins. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But give me the Saints. I just think uh, I think it's uh, I, I trust the Saints more than I trust what's going on in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay f- feels a little bit more up and down to me. I mean, uh, I think pretty much everybody that the Saints need to play is going to be playing. Is that correct? Do or is anyone major on the injury report? I believe everybody's everybody's back, and now Kamara can I, actually practice this week. I, then I look I look at the Saints to just be the Saints and and win. I, they might be the you know they're they're one of the top couple of teams in the NFL, no question about it. I think Tampa Bay's figuring it out. I like Bruce Arians. Um, I hate Tom Brady, but I know he's great. Um, I, I, I just, I like, I like New Orleans better to win this one. Not a good reason, just do. Interesting. Uh, Tone, you got any strong thoughts on this one? God, this is, again, I think this will be a, another fun game to watch. I'm glad it's the Agreed. Sunday night game. Uh, the night games are good. We got the Ravens Bills on Saturday night and Saints Bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I I really I am really torn on this one because Tampa Bay's defense can really make a team one sided, and when you do that and you don't have balance, it's very tough to to come back if you get behind or or to keep the game close. And so Tampa Bay normally is able to shut a team's uh, run defense down. Uh, now. Michael Thomas is back and in a big way. And I really think he showed that this weekend um, was, was dominant in his, in the position now it was Chicago. So, um, <laughs> but if, if, if the Washington football team can throw on you at will, New Orleans can throw on you uh, from Metairie, Louisiana, not just the Superdome. So uh, I, I I do think that the, it comes down to the de- desperation that Drew Brees. This is his um, last game in the Superdome, uh, probably, uh, unless the Rams actually do win that game. But uh, uh, and I think he it. Tom knows there's a tomorrow, and Brees knows there's not. And so I, you know, gosh, I want to say Tampa Bay, but I'm just gonna the heart's gonna win on this one. I'm gonna say New Orleans. 
I'm glad well, you didn't leave me on an island again. It would have made me nervous. It would have happened. I was about to say we were, we were about to leave him on an island because I'm, I like I said, I'm riding the Bucks. I, I think the Bucks go to the Super Bowl, and I think they're just they. What do the Saints need to do? They need to run the ball because I just don't think Breeze can win it like he could in the past. And the number one rushing defense in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's lucky. Oh, okay. The other thing I like is Devin White coming back for the Buccaneers. He they drafted him to be the Alvin Kamara stopper. He's the four four speed linebacker, and he's made to stop Kamara. The Bears also had a guy that was supposed to be for that, Raquan Smith, who didn't play. So I, I just think. I think they're outmatched. I just think the Buccaneers are better. Tom looks good to me. We, the, the, but what's the biggest thing? Since week nine, Tom Brady has been hit, not sacked, hit eight times. Just eight times wow. since week nine. And the last two losses that the Saints played, the or the, the Bucs played the Saints, where they look like maybe just they're a better team, they sacked Brady six times. Mm. So they're, I, the Buccaneers have figured out how to, how to protect Brady and keep him clean. And we've for 20 years now, we've talked about the way to beat Brady is get pressure. The, the Bucks have learned how to keep him upright. And Pops, you, you talked about that offensive Donovan Smith on the left. They drafted Tristan Wirth on the right, first round pick. They just know how to keep him upright. And that receiving core is so good. Godwin, like I said, if he just doesn't eat the popcorn before the game, we'll be fine. <laughs> I like the Saints to the Bucks to easily get the plus three. I would I would like him if they were minus three. I think they win pretty handily in this one. Okay. Okay. And that's a that's a so, good pull, Kevin. You're right about Devin White because the thing about being the number one rush defense and the reason why I think it, it that maybe New Orleans overcomes it is because New Orleans runs the ball differently than other teams do. Uh, Kamara is not your typical running back where he's running between the tackles 15 times. Uh, Lat Murray doesn't even run the ball between the tackles 15 times for them. So uh, it's about it's a speed running game for them with Taysom Hill and and, and Kamara. Uh, with them being healthy, uh, Devin White being there, I wish I'd have seen him play last weekend to get a little experience. Um, yeah, I think he's just back this week, right? Yeah, he's just back, and this will be his playoff debut. And he, how many games has he missed? Like four, six, I think something, four, like something like that, four or five. Okay, so that's my only concern there. But uh, but that's a great great comment. Uh, but still, I think that they're the individual talent of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara outweighs. That team talent of of um, Godwin uh, Godwin Evans yeah. and Brown, but I hey, I will say this another thing: if Ronald Jones plays, it probably helps Tampa Bay. If Ronald Jones doesn't play, uh, then they they don't have the type of running game they need to to help, help protect Brady. That that game, like I said, that, that's going to be great. That's a good night. I don't know. Fournette Fournette'll be playing at home. I mean, he'll be back home. Yeah. Devin White's also a, a Louisiana boy. Mm. The Bucks kind of have some LSU guys. I, I didn't factor wow. that in. That's interesting. Uh, so let's go. Can we, I change got my all vote? Our, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we've got all our picks. We've, we put them down. Now let's put our money where our mouth is with the lock of the week. I am going to start over at Bet Online. By the way, if you're going to get on action, you better do it over at Bet Online. It's the best place to do it. If you put in best. the promo code Armchair. You can get extra sign-up bonuses. That's A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. You're listening to some armchair experts right now, so I might as well go ahead and get the little bonus. I'm going to go. It's probably clear where my lock was with how I talked about that Saints-Bucks game. I'm going Bucks plus three. That's a lock. I might even do a little uh, money line in the over parlay with Bucks. I'm really on the Bucks, which might mean go the opposite way. Run as fast as you can the other way. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, LJ, 
you were on an island in a couple games. I feel like you might have a not ready. Uh, hold on, my my recording broke. So give me a second. Oh my god, these Pop, so that's but my my lock ahead, yeah. is going to be the Bucks. What do you have for your lock this week, Pops? Who? <laughs> Did you freeze too? <laughs> oh, we got problems. <laughs> right. we, we got Sorry. problems, boys. He, he popped a gummy right when you were asking me. He thought, oh, it's going to help. Hey, let me. Oh, let me. Let me <laughs> talk for you. No, dude. Oh, you just, you oh, went out for just a second. I didn't hear you say pops. Okay, you're asking me for my lock. Is that what you're asking me? That's what I'm asking well, for. That's what I'm going to tell you. My lock is going to be Kansas City winning by more than 10 points. That's my lock. Ooh, I locking that on a ten point game. That's a, that's a big line, but I, yeah, there's just there's Kansas I think City they're going to the roll. I think they're going to roll. I don't. I don't hate that pick, Tony. What do you got? Well, I'm going to leave it to LJ nice to pick what's left, and because uh, I know. I mean, your lock can be with the same lock as someone else. It doesn't have to be different. Oh, it doesn't have to be different. Okay. No, 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 no. It's oh, whatever oh, you feel oh. the most strongly about. Oh, I wish I'd have yeah, won again. last week. I, we would have had the Rams in there on our lock instead of that damn Seattle game. Anyway, <laughs> well, we'll, it's okay because we'll have the Rams this week. The Rams are my lock uh, minus six and a half. I think they. I think they keep that within that uh, within that spread. So, so you they're like plus the, six and a half. The defense, right. they're plus. Yeah, they're plus. Yeah. So you like that defense to to. So muck up close. the game and keep it close. Keep yeah. it close. Ooh, it's going to be off. And, and muck it up. And if Cam Akers can have a huge day, you think it could be an upset? <laughs> it could be an upset. That's I, I will tell you what. He's If Cam Akers has 140 yards from scrimmage, it probably will be an upset. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that'll that be a hell of a day for I Cam He had Akers. it last week. He had it last week. Yeah. If he has it in Green Bay, I bet, I bet they win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that happens. I bet there's a prop for. That's why I said it. Uh, (laughs) LJ, are you ready to give us your luck? Yeah. Um. I'll. I'll I'll take uh, Buffalo because I'm all about that action, boss. (laughs) All about that action. You're ready. You're ready to see Josh Allen jump through some flaming tables, aren't you? Oh yeah, he's going to. And again, fans will be back at this game. It went uh, according to the city of Buffalo or the area. It went clean. They were happy with it. So there will once again be fans, and I'm happy for them. The mafia will be rocking. That I really, I could. I've looked at that line multiple times before this, and I could go either way. I think I'm getting biased because we mentioned I have a Ravens future, so I think that's what's getting me. Because as soon as you start talking about Buffalo, I start going. You're right. Josh Allen has played as good as anybody this year. So that that one's interesting. All right. So we got Stay there. Rush defense. Stay there. Stay away. LJ has the Bills <laughs> as his lock. Uncle Tony has the Rams plus six and a half as his lock. Pops has the Chiefs minus 10, a little blowout to start our Sunday. And then I'm going with the Bucks plus three as my lock. All right. So there you have it. Go put your money in. Luckily, there's no easy money for the viewer or for the listener out there because none of us are all on one game. If we were all on one game, then you could just run to your, your bank and <laughs> yeah, withdraw. Like we were last there. week, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but oh, I, Tony, you kind of mentioned it. We didn't touch on it. Isn't there a weird scenario going on where a tackle is now going to get to start for the Packers that already started yeah. in the playoff game? That's correct. If he passes, and this is where it's a shame, if he passes COVID protocols, because what happened today is he got put into the COVID protocols because oh. of his travel. But tackle Jared Veld here signed with the, on the uh, the 
practice squad for the Colts played in the wild card game this started, past weekend. Right? Started. Uh, <laughs> their game was over. Went was taken back onto the practice squad, not protected, and the Packers picked him up. And so he's on the Packers. If he if he uh, passes protocols, he will be the first player ever in the National Football League to play for two separate teams on two consecutive uh, playoff weekends. That'd be so cool. That'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that, that would be insane. That would be that slick, would it? That would be awesome to get to, like, you lose. Like, it wouldn't be awesome losing, but you lose your playoff game. You're like, damn, that sucks. And you're like, sucks. you want another try? You want another crack on at to it? to the next. And, <laughs> and guess what? Wouldn't that – wouldn't that be slick? You go to the Green Bay Packers, who have a better than average chance of winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's the way you get the ring, right there, man. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> the, the, the Packers the need the Packers here. need some help because they've been all year been able to protect Aaron Rodgers. But as Dad mentioned a few weeks ago, we had we kind of forgot about it because they had a bye week. But Bakhtiari is out, hurt, not playing. The best yep. tackle in, in the business. That's big. Out. Yeah. They already know what's going to happen in the middle of the field. So yes, now the edge is also playing. Mm-hmm. That, that, That's another. Interesting. Hey, did y'all hear about this guy, Aaron Donald? Yeah. Of the I heard he's good. Him. Getting what to play him? against a practice squad. <laughs> tack- <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't even know the damn playbook yet? All right. Mm. I want to wrap up. So we got our football talk, and I want to wrap up with something I saw that I think would really get y'all. You know, Have you ever had that situation where – about now, with all the different streaming services, they have accounts to all kinds of things. And you, you start yeah. logging into something and you go to put your password in and you're like, ah, shit, it's not my, my go-to password. I must have had to do something different. Or they may even <laughs> put a different character in. I know, Pops, this probably isn't too much of a problem for you because you have a, a, PD, a huge binder full of passwords somewhere. <laughs> Hush, that's a secret. <laughs> it's, locked in his, it's locked in his vault if he can remember the combination. Ah, uh, no, there was What's one day. On there the was one day. <laughs> we're, over at, we're over at Pops' house and I asked T- or Tammy or me, someone asked for a password. He's like, well, one second. He goes back to the room and brings out this huge, all these papers with passwords in They got to be passwords dating back to like 1999. <laughs> so I bet you I provided you that. I provided you with a password, didn't I? You did. You did. And now someone else. And now you're going to complain issue. about the manner in which I did it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> hey, well, actually, you know, I keep. Well, a lot of people now keep passwords like in their notes or like on a, a Word document or something. But Google and Apple have all our, all our cloud stuff. They know all our passwords. It pops. No one has yours but you. Huh? It's, it's locked away in that binder somewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, how about this? We have. I want to tell you the story about Stefan Thomas. He's a German-born programmer living in San Francisco. He now has two guesses left to figure out a password that is worth, as of right now, $220 million. Oh, my God. The password will let him unlock a small hard drive known as an iron key. It contains the private keys to a digital wallet that holds 7,002 Bitcoin. Bitcoin has gone, has skyrocketed the price. The price dropped a little bit this week, but it's gone up more than 50% since a month ago. And right now, the problem Mr. Thomas has is years ago, he lost, get this, Pops, he lost the paper where he wrote down the password for his iron key, which gives the iron key gives users 10 guesses before it seizes up and encrypts its entire contents forever. He has tried wow. eight different passwords. Most of his, his most commonly used form, formulations to no avail. A quote from him. 
I would just lay in bed and think about it. And then I would go to the computer because a new one hit me and I'd go type in the password that I thought might be it. Nope, it wouldn't do it. So now he has two guesses left. And it's not like the iron key because these are made a lot for I see these a lot in Bitcoin. I think we might have talked about one a year ago. But if he doesn't get it right, this thing is locked up forever. and He loses that $220 million. I cannot. I, I had a little bathroom problem just reading it. I, I got a little uh, scared. <laughs> Think about him. I don't know how he sleeps. That is insane. Oh, he, he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. There's Pops, no way. Have you ever had that situation where you have no idea? Or do you always able to find your passwords with your, <laughs> your binder? Well, it's rare. I mean, I don't want to hex myself. It's rare that I have a time when I can't find a password. Um, but I've had nothing. There might, so there's been a couple of times, but nothing even in the ballpark uh, <laughs> of that. So, oh, man. Wow. That just that just scares me. Well, and now he, everybody must, knows about it. I, I might start doing lectures. I might be the Dr. Rick of how to save your passwords or something. <laughs> well, he had he had the sheet of paper. But he lost no, it. No, he had the paper and he lost it. So it's like, so, what if you lost your binder? You know? I've got a backup. So, I'm telling you. Of course you do. <laughs> Are you saying there's another binder somewhere? I'm just saying. Has, I'm just saying. There's a backup, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm thinking I need to go on like a Nicolas Cage mission and steal buried, the Declaration of Independence from Pops' house. <laughs> buried in the backyard is a map to the second binder of passwords. Well, I tell you what, I'll show all three of you the map. I I don't mind at all. All three of you can know. That'll be my extra backup. <laughs> So, um, I, Kevin, I, I would think, though, he, he, here's my thought on this. First, what a dumbass. <laughs> uh, uh, but second thing is, I suspect if he would tell somebody, hey, I will give you half of the Bitcoin in this lockbox if you'll, if you'll figure out my password. Because there's got to be some hacker somewhere that could get in there. Well, that's and why say, they make hey, these, yeah, these iron key things are supposedly like... Dude. Un- unbreakable. You have to have the password. Yeah, That's you why need the password. Yeah. There's some Russian guy. I've seen Oceans 11, 12, and 13. I know that you can get in. <laughs> There's a guy somewhere that can get into that. And, uh, and so I'm sure that that, that can be hacked. And um, uh, But uh, otherwise, yeah, um, he either needs a lot of Pepto-Bismol or, or a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of Maalox because he either – scrunched up to the size of a pinpoint or he is really having some some stomach issues because I can't imagine having to have to or here's what I would do I'd go to a hypnotist and have him take me back to that day that I got it and 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 try to draw it out of my subconscious I saw that's a that's a big old bet on whether hypnotists work or not yeah you know what I would have my best (laughs) he's got 220 million riding on it so (laughs) I would have my best friend with me because that damn hypnotist if you didn't like him he could probably and tell me what that is and he could write it down and say now I've got it so you got to take you know what's crazy Mr. Thomas is not alone in this so I was reading this New York Times article of the existing 18.5 million bitcoin around 20% currently worth around $140 billion appear to be lost or otherwise stranded in wallets, according to cryptocurrency data firm Chain Analysis. Wallet Recovery Services, a business that helps find lost digital keys, said it's gotten 70 requests a day from people who wanted to help recovering their riches three times the numbers of a month ago. A lot of people do this 
And as, as LJ was saying, it's not something – there are places that try to help, but these iron key locks and stuff are set up to where nobody can break into them. I just can't there imagine is. someone locking up the Bitcoin. Pussy. I've done where I, I've been trying to load up my Netflix and can't remember the password and having to like work hard to figure it out. But millions of dollars locked away that you can't. Uh, well, that's where you're a dumbass. If you're going to lock hundreds of millions of dollars in somewhere and it's so important, you don't forget the password. You know what you don't do? You don't forget the password. I'm, you just don't. You know, it's one thing to forget your Netflix. <laughs> but you're, but you're saying you're saying you write it down so you have essentially a piece of paper somewhere in your office worth hundreds of millions of dollars too that someone could easily just walk in and grab. I mean, I'm saying you don't forget your password. Whatever it takes for you <laughs> to not forget your password, you write it on your genitalia. Whatever you have to do, okay? I'm telling you, tattoo, whatever you don't forget, you know because if you do. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse. Guys, we will catch y'all again next week. We got the NFC and AFC Championship rounds coming up next week. Can't wait to break it all down. I I feel good about this week. I think our picks were money. I think On we it. put out some stuff. Our locks are about to go 4 0. This is, this is a good week. I'm going to go ahead and put a parlay in for our locks. All right, On that'll it. do it. Guys, peace out. Peace. 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 I just, I don't know if I want to tell this story or not. Okay, weekend. So I didn't lose money for the weekend, but this would have really like put me back up for the whole season and uh, big time. And wouldn't you know it, the Steelers just mm-hmm. dropped the ball. Let me play my little violin for you. Fucking Roethlisberger. Well, at least at least they ripped the bandaid off for you. You know they didn't yeah. like, make you think like yeah. you weren't like sweating going to bed. You knew you knew about seven fifty five that you could yeah. turn it off. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah, you know everything was broken and was gonna get broken by the first five minutes of that ball game. So I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah you were able to turn it off and go watch that uh, Tiger Woods, the first part of the Tiger Woods documentary.